Get up, stretch my legs. Brush my teeth up, wash my face. Mm -mm, start my day. Wake up, get up, stretch my legs. Eat some breakfast, milk and eggs. Brush my teeth up, wash my face. Throw my clothes on, start my day. Wake up, I can smell the smoke from the bacon. Let's go, see the sun shining from the windows Okay, I know that today will be a good day Okay, I know that today will be a good day A, B, C, one, two, three Drink some water, brush my teeth Get out of bed and I stretch Bed in my hair is a mess Look through my clothes for a fit Anything I do is drip Feel like a kid when I'm tick and I still keep it real as it is I show my age, I don't switch Often I'm just as a dad as a kiss Try taking naps with my kids Talking, I'm guessing this life how it is And I can't wait for the weekend Keep jammies on like I'm a kid Wake up, get up, stretch my legs Eat some breakfast, milk and eggs Brush my teeth up, wash my face Throw my clothes on I can smell the smoke from the bacon Let's go, see the sun shining from the windows Okay, I know that today will be a good day Okay, I know that today will be a good day Feel good, feel great, can't complain Look out my window, see birds and planes Sun's out, some clouds, it might rain Siblings on my nerves, on my nerves Summertime go for a swim Wintertime go grab a sled Spring I might need an umbrella Fall back in school with my friends Attitude change like the weather My mom tell me it never ends Like clocks we evolve in a circle Every 12 months we do it again Wake up, get up, stretch my legs Eat some breakfast, milk and eggs Brush my teeth up, wash my Face. Throw my clothes on, start my day Wake up, get up, stretch my legs Eat some breakfast, milk and eggs Brush my teeth up, wash my face Throw my clothes on, start my day So, trying to get a little fancy there, brother. You know, my, my song played a little longer than I wanted it to play, and it didn't switch over. But that's all right. That's all right. Your boy, your boy, learning over here, trying to trying to level up a little bit. Oh my God! And you over there on mute? Beating it? 
There you go. I got I'm you. I'm on mute. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, now. I'm about to say. Not <laughs> <laughs> this week, man. You ain't catch me this week. So how you doing, man? I'm, I'm doing? trying to figure it out, brother. I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm, I was a little stressed, right? Again, I'm, I'm, I'm reaching out a little bit, trying to do some new things. As you see, we, uh, we kind of leveling up the production a little bit. Got some uh, opening music. Uh, got a little different look as well. But uh, I'm, I'm going to get the hang of it. I'm going to get the hang of it. 2021 is going to be a new year. Team No Sleep is in the building, and this is what we do, though. Uh, so I'm, I'm doing yes, all right. Sir. Yes, sir. All right. Yeah. Uh, how about you, man? I'm not going to be selfish. You doing okay there? Who who you rocking? And what hat you wearing? I'm rocking my hat. This is me. This is my all star. My high school all star game. I have every year. Oh, um, actually, we don't have it this year because of COVID. You know, due to the COVID situation. But <laughs> COVID. you know, this is us every year. Um, helping at least you know anywhere from you know 40 young men get out, get to co- get some college college scholarships out here across the country. Um, we had just just recently had Cam Cameron Klein who played in my game who's now with the uh, Indianapolis Colts. Okay. Celebrating that young man, so we're doing some big things out here in Southern California for from All Star Game. So we're I good. love it. I love it. I love it, man. I, I, I actually I knew what the hat was. I was that was a little softball action that I threw at you because I, I, I wanted to hear, hear you. <laughs> yeah, got me a home run real quick. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted yeah. you to say who you were. Um, oh yeah, man. Some things have been happening over the week, right? Well, in the last couple of weeks since we last went live, right? We obviously didn't go live last Sunday, Valentine's Day, uh-huh. and both married men. I didn't want you to get in trouble, and I sure enough didn't want to get in trouble by going live on on, on here and, and not being attentive to our spouses. So, yep. <laughs> that being that being said, we took a week off and. Major news from an NFL perspective isn't as much, but we're going to dive into that. And you know what? I, I'm not mm-hmm. even going to delay. We've got a guest in that we have talked about a number of times and said uh, he's got an interesting perspective. He's played sports at the uh, high level as well uh, from on, on, on basketball, and he's definitely not shy. And, and willing to speak mm-hmm. his mind, which is what what I love about him. So let me let me bring on our guest for tonight and see if he is willing to just interject with us. I'm gonna throw him in, the, in under the fire, right, and, and see if he's willing to talk about everything that's on the agenda. Ladies and gentlemen, shout yeah. out to my boy, Tall Boy. Yes, sir. What's How you doing, on, Tall Boy? What's up, brother? I'm all right, Montel. Uh, finally, yeah, I yeah. get a chance to be on the show. Without being on the show, typing the comments, you know, and then y'all, y'all, yeah, y'all always in the comments talking madness to us too, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. you know, me and I'm I tell like, man, we need to get this food on the screen so so we can have our little discussion. Absolutely, right, right. man. Let's 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 shoot into it. Let's shoot into it like we was we was discussing, man. College basketball. Okay, we, so, you oh, know, we're just I, gonna go right there, right? We're not. We let's just, go. Let's, we just, let's, yeah, we, we go. We go. We go throw no softball. Anything else? We just go right there. Martin ain't even here yet. He already talking about it. I know. Go. All right. Go <laughs> ahead, brother. Martel, go ahead. What, what you want to so, talk so, about? Well, let's go to the fastball, man. College basketball, the changing yeah. of the guard. Like, uh, I've been, you know, I've noticed over the last several years that the guard has changed from the Georgetowns, the North Carolinas, the Dukes, the Michigans, the Fab Fives, and the UNLVs. So now we're going to the St. Mary's, the Butlers, and, and now Gonzaga has been the powerhouse now. You know, explain to me how that how that's happened, tall boy, like from your perspective. Well, I've been out of the college game for a while now, but I mean, mm-hmm. the biggest thing that I can honestly say, and I think we were talking a little bit about this uh, off, off camera, um, mm-hmm. what you have is you have these college teams that have recruited for the long haul, shall we say. 
So four years, I'm recruiting a James Hicks to come play for my university mm. as opposed for four years, as opposed to getting, you know, this five-star recruit Montel Allen that comes and plays for Kentucky or for Duke. And, you know, they're a one and done two, mm. two years and done. And now that coach is constantly recruiting. Well, mm. whereas the James Hicks is playing over at a Gonzaga or a St. Mary's or Pepperdine. I'm throwing out all those West coast teams, you know, <laughs> <the> Georgia state, <laughs> You know, you, I see. Playing, I see what you out. what you're throwing out and putting down. I, I see. So uh, I, I know a little bit about the West Coast. I was out there for a brief moment. You know, <laughs> over at Cal State Fullerton. I'll give them a little shout out over there. There you uh, go. There you, you go. You have, yeah, you know, I, I'll. I, what it is is the James Hicks that went to, you know, that mid major small D one school. They started buying into the system, and when they mm. bought into the system, it's four years. They're not expecting to go to the NBA. They just wanted to get a college degree, get you know a chance to get some numbers up to where they can op- get an opportunity to play college ba- I mean, play college basketball and eventually be able to play overseas. Right. And you got Montel mm-hmm. Allen. That's like, hey, I'm over here at the Dukes, the Kentuckys, the Villanovas. You know, it's one one year yeah. trying to get to the league. You know, look at Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. He flat out told you, bringing me in from Australia. Wow. I'm yeah. not going to class. I'm here and I'm out as soon as this mm-hmm. is up. So when you have that, you're constantly recruiting and you're trying to find chemistry. Whereas James mm-hmm. at his school, his mid major, they've all bought into the system. But mm-hmm. now you're starting mm-hmm. to see that change of the guard. If that makes sense. That's my, that's my. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm, I mean, when you, when you explain it to me, I, that, that, that hits kind of the nail on the head right there. I think you're right. Those mid majors are cr- recruited for longevity, chemistry and going on where the bigger schools were going after the five-star, four-star guys, um, and they're done one or two, and then, then they're out. But I'm seeing, but what I'm seeing, because I'm, I'm trying to follow college, because obviously, you know, that's what we've got to watch now. Yeah. I've been trying to follow it, and I'm like, wow. it's. I mean, it's a drastic <laughs> fall-off, though. It's not, it was, this hasn't been gradual. I mean, I don't know the last time where we haven't had a Duke team that has not ranked in the top 25, a Kentucky team not ranked in the top 25, a North Carolina team not ranked, ranked in the top 25, no Pac-12 teams are ranked in the top 25. I mean, it, it's, it seems like the power also, shift is happening. Huh? Go ahead. I'm sorry. But you, but you also got to think that this is uh, off year because of COVID. So mm-hmm. you got to think, you know, these teams, and I don't know because I haven't really been watching too much college basketball, but, I mean, when you think about it, their schedule is limited to where uh, they can't play those games the way, you know, those yeah. majors are, you know, they're in a tight bubble. And I'm not saying that Duke and Kentucky, Michigan state and all those other teams aren't in a bubble either. But I mean, if somebody gets COVID, then the game is canceled. Now the game is mm-hmm. forfeited and you can't do anything. That's something that happened with, uh, I, I want to say it was Georgia tech. They couldn't, they couldn't play. They were trying to get some non-conference games in. And because somebody got COVID on the other team, they're sitting here practicing, beating each other up, and they're ready to release that that frustration mm. out on somebody, and they can't play, and now they don't rank or they don't qualify, if that makes any sense. Whereas you yeah, probably yeah, yeah. got – and that's just an off year. So, I mean, look at five years ago, three years ago, two years ago, when they had this problem. But because of COVID, yeah, when teams aren't ranking, you know, what do you do? I mean – yeah, it, 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 they got a tighter butt. I mean, next school up, kind of thing, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. It, yeah. it, 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 it goes up wounds. Yeah, 
Yeah, and then my next tall, tall boy, does that affect, I mean, obviously it's going to affect the tournament, right? It's going to affect the tournament because now yeah. teams that we're familiar with aren't going to be there. Do you think that helps NCAA basketball or does it hurt in the long run oh, because the familiar yeah. teams aren't there or or the new teams that are coming up, they don't really have the fan base like the Dukes and the North Carolina and all that stuff. Well, How do you college feel? Basketball, well, college basketball is always going to be here. You know, like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. I think the biggest issue is it helps those mid-majors and those smaller D1 schools. I think it helps them to be able to say, hey, we made it to the NCAA tournament, and you can be here too. That was one of the Mm. things when I played college basketball, our coach said if we win this conference tournament, you know, you'll be seen by billions of people as Mm -hmm. opposed to a few thousands of people, if that makes sense. So it was all about can we get to that conference tournament and if we get to that conference tournament, you know, then, you know, and we win it and make it to the, you know, the big dance, you know, you know, the university that I went to, we were going to be a, a 15 or a 16 seed, you know, but the mm-hmm. fact that you get a chance to showcase what you do, that's better than, you know, it's almost like a high school game, you know, you got kids that are trying to show out for the big game, for the, you know, for the big rivalry game, but, you know, ain't nobody coming to the regular game. That makes sense. <laughs> I, hear you, I, feel you. I, I, I tell you what, man, before we move further, I would love for you to kind of go into a little more context about your history, right? Tallboy, in terms of, like you said, where, where you played and just, just kind of set the stage from, from, from that end, if you don't mind. <laughs> I don't know how much of that I want to tell, but well, um, you, you, get, get, give us the, uh, you know, the, why, the one, the one that's ready for prime time. I, I see myself on screen, but I see myself off screen. So yeah, you, I see. You, you're the only there one you on the screen right now. All right. <laughs> there, there you go. All right. So basically, uh, <laughs> got a division one scholarship, uh, out of, well, I went to the same high school that magic Johnson went to, uh, Oh my God, she's here. <laughs> I, I waited uh, so I got specifically it. until you came on screen by yourself to put that comment up. So, uh, oh, wow. Um, hey, babe, how you doing? Um, Be careful that's what my you girlfriend say now. That he just put on the screen, um, giving her her shine today after all of uh, our long discussions. But um, back to the regular schedule broadcast. <laughs> I love it. Uh, went to the same high school as Magic Johnson at Everett High School uh, out of Lansing, Michigan. Um, got a Division One scholarship uh, to go to Cal State Fullerton. Um, after my freshman year, got caught up in a gambling situation that a lot of people don't know where I did the right thing as opposed to what the average kid does. And um, I ended up transferring to the University of New Orleans. From there, I finished out my collegiate uh, uh, eligibility there. And uh, from there, I went to play in the USBL. Um, USBL went to the D League, then I went to ABA, played in a, some new league that they had formed called the World Basketball Association, called WBA, and then after a couple of minor league uh, teams, I just got frustrated with the minor league system. So getting frustrated with the minor league system, I said I wanted to try, you know, overseas, and I uh, got an opportunity to play ball in Turkey, Estonia, and Uruguay. So um, after my second year in Uruguay, um, the name Tallboy was derived from doing an N1 mixtape uh, 
Mountain Dew summer tour. And mm. uh, from there, I just told my agent I didn't really want to. I wanted to get endorsements. That was my dream. Kind of laughed me out of the room. And I just said that was pretty much it. Uh, overseas, I tried one more year in the D-League. And the game was much more faster than what it was maybe about three years prior, mm. uh, four years prior. And uh, I just uh-huh. said, hey, it's time for me to come out of professional sports and, you know, pursue, you know, other endeavors. That's pre- the well, appreciate you, brother. But we, we, we do have a question. I don't know if this is part of something you want to dive into, but you are being asked, what do the initials stand for? The initials of TB, tall boy. That's all I'm going to say. You're messing around, you're gonna get oh, everybody in trouble. Nah, nah. Remember, we're recording around. You know, you know what you know who that is on the screen. Yeah, Montel, you better get the co host. <laughs> you might get the co host. I might have to take over and start driving the ship. Yeah. <laughs> I feel you on that one. I'm gonna leave that, but yeah. so I appreciate you, brother, for going into that because again, that's kind of the, the reason why we wanted to have you on the show tonight, right? To, to, to be able to provide some context as we were talking about uh, basketball in particular, and then just kind of from an athlete's perspective, how the, the league is, is reacting to, again, being locked down, being shut down, the whole COVID restrictions and things like that. What does that look like? And, and then coming from how you get ready to, to, to suit up, before you go out on the court, you know, what's that mentality like? Cause, cause, cause now we're talking about like the all-star game from, from an NBA perspective, you're talking about doing all of the festivities that they typically do just in one day. And there are some marquee players that don't want to go, right. They don't, don't want to be um, a part of the situation because there's been, I, I'm going to say a fallout of, COVID protocol in the NBA this season as opposed to last last season. Last season they were they were on point. I don't think hardly anyone was affected, was restricted, you know, what was uh held back. But but this year we got half t- teams being infected or in close proximity and games are being postponed, canceled, whatever the case may be. What what are both of your thoughts again about just having all star day? I can't call it a weekend, but all-star day right now from an NBA perspective and uh, how you think that can play out and still be relevant. Because the NFL, the Pro Bowl, I don't think it's relevant anymore. I, I think, again, th- those dudes, look, the game, the season's over. They don't want to get hurt. Grown men running at each other at 20, 30 miles an hour. No, they don't run that fast. But but again, you got 200-pound men running. They're not trying to hurt themselves. There's hardly ever any defense at the NBA All-Star game, right? So now you add a whole little, whole other thing with the pandemic. Do these guys really, should they even be playing? Guess first, tall boy. Go ahead. <laughs> Get my... <laughs> All right. I, I... So I have mixed feelings on this. And I say that because the NBA, it's all about money for them. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a money game. I mean, let's just call it what it is. Uh, when you look at, listen to the comments, you have people that are dying every single day. And, you know, I get it. Those sports on a TV screen, uh, it takes people's minds away from the regular struggles that we're dealing with. So that's why they get paid the big bucks because. They're extraordinary at what they do. 
and they play at such a high level. Um, the NBA want those millions of dollars. There comes a price with that. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. You know, I, unfortunately, that price is you have to play. Don't play. Just can't get paid all those millions here. Two years, eighty-five million dollars. You know, five years, one hundred and twenty supermax contract. You don't play, you don't get paid. And right now, with the fact that the NBA took that big hit with China with Houston last year, uh, the comments that were made by the Houston owner to China, they're trying to recoup some of that money to where they can still pay out. You know, the players still want their check. They still want, yeah, they true, still got true. families to feed. So unfortunately, you're in a pandemic, and it's like, well, I don't think we should have an all-star game. Okay, you're right from that perspective. But then you say we're going to put it in Atlanta. When you say you're going to put it in Atlanta, it's only fitting for you to put it in Atlanta. And I only say that from a from an all-around perspective. You got to think Turner is right here in Atlanta. It ain't like they got to fly people out. Yeah. It's right down the street, literally blocks away from Phillips Arena. You know, uh Lou Williams is not going to be able to go to Magic City and get his lemon pepper wing. You know, you, you just not. No, I'm just being honest, That's you true. know. No, you tell yeah. the truth. And then you have, have the players that are coming in. They're going to be put in a bubble, so they're going to be safe. I think the players already had it made up in their mind that, hey, since I'm going to get this break, the seven to ten day break, I get a chance to go home and be with my family. And, you know, take care of whatever business that they may have been able to take care of. But now mm -hmm. that's off the table for the All-Stars. So now that's a personal decision or that's a personal want. But you got to remember, you have this obligation to your fans. Because you have this obligation to your fans or to your job, you have to do it. If you say, I'm not going to play, it's going to get fine. And if you get fine, you know, I mean, that fine is not worth not playing in that game, if that makes sense. It's a one-day event. So that's that, That's my take. I mean, you got to think, if people do not come to Atlanta, and unfortunately I know some of the promoters that are trying to have NBA All-Star Weekend parties, yeah. they're not going to wear the mask. They're not. Atlanta is wide open. I live here in the city. I have friends yeah. who are DJs. I have friends that are promoters. I have, you know, they're going to be in the clubs. And they're going to be doing parties. And basically, it's a hotbed for COVID. So all those people that are from the Carolinas, Florida, Tennessee, Alabama, Mississippi, they're going to Kentucky, they're going to drive down and they're going to have a lit weekend. And hopefully those numbers don't go up. These kids, 35 and under, really believe that COVID isn't real. So mm -hmm. with that being said, you're bringing a major event to a wide open city. Major city. The cases yeah. and the numbers are going up every weekend. It's going to, you know, something bad is about to happen. So it's kind of like enter these doors at your own risk. Yeah. You know, so that, that's kind of what it is. So from a business standpoint, the, the, the wrap up is business. It's money. You know, no different from college football. That's why they had the national championship game. It was money. The Super Bowl, it was money. The only person who won at the Super Bowl was that streaker and that company that was on his <laughs> chest True. because he only spent 
$500 to get out of jail and a Super Bowl ticket from the owner of the company. And he got free advertising. Everybody else, it was money. $5.5 million to spend a commercial for 30 seconds. Money. Terrible. Eat the money. So tennis, any sports. I mean, whether you think we need sports or not, that's a personal decision. But that's somebody's livelihood. No different from do you think we need a concert with a musician. You know, it's, that's how they make their livelihood. So it's a money game. And mm-hmm. right now, the way our governor here in Georgia is, rent is due on the first of the month. I need my money. Yeah. What it is. Run me my money. My so I, 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 I wanted that to be a controversial topic. And I'm, I'm, I'm loving the comments that are coming as well from, from like, like Hemi, who lives there in the, in the same general area as you. And, you know, it's unfortunate that, Atlanta is the way that it is in terms of, again, more folks are open as opposed to, again, wearing the mask and, and being protective. Martel, talk, talk to me about your thoughts because, because again, and you yeah. are real close with, I'm going to say the youth, and you are impressionable mm-hmm. on young athletes. And w- what do you tell them when you see something like 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 this about to jump off, right? I mean, I'm fully in agreement with Tallboy, even more so. I think that it's a, it's a, it's more of a, um, a power move or desperation move for the NBA because there is no fans. So they're losing revenue on that as well. Mm. They got, they're trying to figure out a way to make up revenue because at the end of the day, the TV contracts are good and they're just like any other CEO. Yeah. I'm making a big, I'm I'm used to making 2 billion. I'm only going to make a billion this year. I got to figure out a way to make that, make up that other billion. Mm. You know, there's never enough money. There's never enough. And so, so with that being said, they're finding all these crazy ways to generate. Um, I believe having in Atlanta, is that's strategic, you know, just like Tallball said, Turner, Turner Networks down the street. They, they don't have to, you know, risk their their workers and their co-workers as much as these NBA players flying in. Like you said, they're going to protect those superstars. They have to. That's the live. That's the, the money. Hit. But all the young guys that are in the NBA, all the young guys that are college want to come to Atlanta because of all star game. It's going to be a regular all star weekend, whether they want to believe it or not, that's just because same. they're playing yeah. on one day. That's the parties is going to happen. Yeah. It, it's just like you go to Vegas. You're going to gamble when you go to Vegas. It is what it is. That that That's all driven. I think uh, um, um, I think the NBA is playing with fire, though, when they do that, because now I think you're sending out mixed messages, yeah. you know, so, as far as like, how they want what they want to say. They're sending out the mixed messages. Be safe. But, hey, it's OK to go out here and go do this. <laughs> so so, so you kind of said, let me, ask, so let me ask you about what? the youngsters. Right. Mm-hmm. March Madness is coming around the corner. Yes. Right. Yeah. And that's. I mean, March Madness is, is real money. I mean, all this other stuff we talk about is, is just fake money. But March Madness is real money. And, you know, when you start messing with, with college sports, especially as you go more to the east of the country, it's it's livelihood. And it's it's more mm-hmm. important than church and state and, and all that sometimes. You go you go to the Alabamas and you start talking about college sports. You go to you go to the you know, LSU family. Yeah. You go to the but the difference between, family. With, with the co- the college and the tournament, with the college and the tournament, there's money set depending on how far you advance. Their money set, and their TV money is where it generates more revenue for the NCAA. The money in college sports is mm-hmm. the betting, the gambling aspect for the tournament. That's where a bulk of the money goes yeah, okay. in, trans- in transactions of hands. Okay. So, but I mean, the popularity of it, they already said they're going to let limited fans in. Fans are going to attend the t- the tournament. I mean, they already said it. This is going to be a limited part. So they'll drain, drain some revenue there. But they're banking on a tournament being shown on TV, 
how we're watching it while we're at work on noon, on noon, how we're playing all our office pools, how people are playing on these online things to kind of get a that's going to be a big generator. But I mean, I know the money set for each individual team based on how far they advance within the tournament. So um, okay. I think everybody's playing catch up with the money, man. I mean, you know, the you, you, you're losing billions of dollars on fans not attending sports events, period. It just it is what it is. But I mean, we're in that situation where we're forced not to because, you know, if fans were allowed to go, they would go. I truly believe that. If someone said, you know, we open up the doors, everybody go. COVID or not, that bad boy would be packed. Be packed. Would be packed. Be packed. You know, we there's somebody, the bad guy or whoever the governor or whoever you want to play with that person is, is playing, is, is the bad guy because he doesn't let us go. But it's for our own good. Um, so, I mean, as far as oppression of born youth, I think youth are going to be youth, man. They're going to they gonna do – I mean, God, youth can do what you tell them to do. Mm-hmm. You know, as long as the authority is telling youth what to do, they pretty much follow protocol. It's at least the high school level. It starts to change when you get to college and also in the, in the, in, in the pros. Tomboy, let, let me ask you, uh, I know I know you're out in the streets. I, I, I know, right, you, you, you walk out, out, out there <laughs> – in a, let me let me finish, brother. Let me finish. You 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 in them streets out there in Atlanta, and they know you, um, not just because of your seven foot frame, but you're a community man. But uh, again, you you talk to a lot of influential folks in in the area. What 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 from a entertainment from a sports perspective? Are you talking to any athletes? Are you talking to anybody that's attached to the athlete? Uh, uh, I mean the the sports world and how how are they adjusting right now in in, in your area? What what are, what are they doing? I, I I know I've seen a lot of I'm gonna call you know YouTube videos of music concerts things like that in your area, but you know I haven't really seen a lot of sports happening, right? I, I haven't seen Ice Cube with a three on three or anything like I you know again I, I don't know I'm just I'm just wondering from from your perspective you being a man of the people that's, that's out there. Uh, collaborating and, and and building community. Are are you seeing anything um, happening right now in this past year? So first, you see the sign that's behind me right now. Oh my Slide goodness, he's gonna way. stay in his lane. Yeah. Yep, I, that, that's what I'm doing, staying in my lane. But I will, but I will say this: um, a couple well, about a month ago, I went to a AAU tournament and mm. I filmed an event, and the kids were there. Okay. They had to have their mask on. I mean, it was the gyms were saying, "Hey, kids, coaches, teams, team Connecticut, team Tennessee, team Kentucky, we're gonna have this tournament right here in Atlanta. You guys got to have your mask on after the games." This was the experience that I witnessed with my own eyes. I'm just there to film. Yeah. Just the, the team that you know hired me to come out and you know capture the content for them. But it was, you guys have to come in one way, which is walk up the steps. I had all this camera equipment, and it's like, who's going to carry this cart up these steps? So roll it across, so walk back down, but the door right there. But they had a, a you're going to walk in one way, you're going to disinfect, you're going to disinfect these ports, disinfect these chairs. Coaches, you got to have your mask on. If you don't, team gets a technical. If second one on the player, they don't play at all. Basically, that was the rules. That was just how it was. These te- these kids, they just want to play. They just want to hoop. I ain't got it. You ain't got it. Yeah. Come on, let's play. You yeah. know. So, um, so from a high school 
middle school level of AAU, that's what I witnessed about a month ago. Um, as far as other sports, I can't really speak on that because I don't really go out unless I see it on Instagram. <laughs> that's a smart thing to do, brother. That's a smart answer for sure. I love it. As I've said before, 35 and under, they think they're immune. You know, mm-hmm. 40 and up, it's like, hey, I, I'm not going to take my chance with this. But I will say here in Atlanta, you know, we're out and they don't care. They just want to, they, they honestly feel like COVID is over. So whether I want to take the shot or I don't want to take the shot, that's a personal decision. That's a, a family decision that you got to have with your family. But I just think people just feel like, hey, you know, we're tired of being on punishment. And mm-hmm. it's time for us to go out there and go. And at the end of the day, money is being lost, shall I say, for yeah. every day that somebody is not playing. And the way the governor here in Georgia has set it up, I don't care if you are go out of business or if you stay in business. Wow. Rent is due the first of the month. And wow. that's the attitude that that's here in Georgia. If Stacey mm. Abrams, this is not a political conversation within the office, I'm pretty sure we would be shut down. Fortunately, we have a Republican governor, and Republican governor says, be open. The the local mm. mayor, she says we're shut down, but the governor says we're open. So guess what? Guess what? Yeah. So mm-hmm. bars, the restaurants, the clubs, you know, the gyms, they got rent. They got light bills to pay. Georgia Power is not cutting no deals. They not, you know, furloughing. They not, you know, uh, waving no money. They want their money. So guess what? Mm-hmm. The doors of the church, the doors of the gym, the doors of <laughs> the everything doors else the church are now open. open. Yeah, mm-hmm. so we got we got to get you in here. So that that's just the attitude. Hey, Montel, I told you, you see, we getting into it, right? This is, this is what we yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> no, man. I mean, I mean, that's just, he's just telling the truth. And it, 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 it the, the truth actually, it hurts, man. I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, they don't mind put, putting us, our, our lives in jeopardy for that mighty, mighty dollar. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. I mean, it, and that's the hard, honest truth. I know here, I'm on the, 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 the law just pat, or I guess they just granted, let them play for football for high school. That's where I was going to go next. Yeah, so sports. about that. That yeah, that's they just granted that for high schools. I guess if you're under a certain tier, they're gonna let kids go back to practice, and then you'll have a late football season, and all the sports are starting to start to uh, trickle in from that point. Okay. Um, I'm been on the fence for it. I mean, I have a I have a senior son that's a senior. He's an athlete. Um, letting him play or not play in in this in this thing, but bottom line, you know they like you said, tired of being on punishment. Let let us let them go. And I know and I know the government kind of gave an impression because it was a several lawsuits against him. Saying why is he not letting kids play? Yeah, and they they throw all these bogus numbers out there for every you know they throw all these stats saying hey kids can't catch it and our kids can't catch it. Oh, kids played in all these other states. Good, they played in other states, but there were some issues when they played in other states as well. So we're the California, we're the last. Us and Hawaii are the last two states to, to kind of say let us let it go. Now we're going to go into it. Um, it's it's mixed emotions, you know, yeah. for as far as everybody trying to play and these kids getting on. I do believe this though, and this, and I and I express this. I hate, I I hate the fact that they talk about the mental health um, issues. Uh, these kids are struggling grade wise, and all these other issues that are going on. I, I believe I do sit there, think that exists in some cases, but in a lot of cases, kids are just doing what they want to do and having free hand. They're not taking any responsibility or having the maturity to be able to do the schoolwork and do things. Because 
I don't see mental health when they're on that damn video game for four or five hours a day. Period. I, I, they don't. They don't cry mental health when they're on the PlayStation Two or they're on the Xbox all day. They're not, you know. The, but they cry mental now. Now these these coaches are crying mental health. Our kids are having mental health problems. Our kids are doing all these different things. We. I, I. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna buy that. Plus, these issues have been been happening in urban communities or poor communities forever, and they never addressed it. They never talked about, hey, let's go save everybody. It's about all the kids. The kids need to play. You never address those issues now, but now that it's affecting white communities or affluent communities, and now their kids that are seniors can't play, now all of a sudden, my kid has a mental health issue. My kid has a problem going to school. My, my kid can't handle this. There's, he's been on Zoom calls too damn long. Which one do you want? You know, so I, I you know, there's a double edged sword. There's an agenda, there's a hidden agenda yeah. in that. And, 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 and it's pretty frustrating that it's sad because if it was only affecting people of color or people in those urban neighborhoods, it wouldn't have been to let them play. It would have been like, hey, they just can't play, and we can continue doing what we want to do. So, so folks, shouts out. This is what we do, right? Team No Sleep. It, we, we don't just talk about scores. We don't just talk about the uh, superficial things. We are definitely talking about the social impact of sports. So this show is, is a little bit different, right? We, we, we kind of get into the weeds, and you, and you see Mattel – doesn't hold any 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 bars and anything and tall boy we appreciate you as well because those are the thing these are the conversations that we need to be having right these are those awkward conversations so appreciate you guys do, doing this so, and I want so to give a shout out I see somebody before you go I just want to say do shout out to we got somebody in the uh, in the room right now Shammy superstars in the building that's Montel <laughs> you don't know Sammy that's that's a bad man right there that's a bad man so shouts out to you Sammy okay. appreciate you go ahead brother. Uh, Montel, you're a parent, and I would love to mm-hmm. get your take on this. How how would you like to see this situation handled? Um, the the current situation, I would probably be like, um, unfortunately, class of 2021 in high school, it's a wrap. We don't, we're not gonna play. I would, I would, I would have probably threw down the heavy gavel and said, until we figure this out, because we're all in the unknown zone, we don't know what this COVID virus does. We're speculating on how it passes how it goes through. We know young people are asymptomatic, but I don't know who lives with generations. I don't know who you go home to. Do you go home to somebody with a pre-existing condition? Good point. Do you go home to grandparents? Yeah. Do you go home to whoever? I, I think sports is very important. I think it's very it's very impressionable in our livelihood today as, as families and, and, and parents and everybody who wants to participate. But at the end of the day, it's not worth no one's life or subjecting no one's life to danger with the COVID because as we see, we're at 400,000 Plus, dead. Yeah, we didn't lost dead. Real this number. this is no coming number. no yeah. coming back. That that's a real stat. Yeah, all that other stuff is speculation stats because they're trying to figure out how this disease uh, uh, spreads, mutates, whose immune system it can hold it better than the next person. But the fact of the matter, we have four hundred plus people dead. I'm sorry, kids of 2021. Just like the war when they drafted people, unfortunately, you got to go. Unfortunately, we got to stop sports. I'm sorry. Yeah. Let's continue, and everything everything will pick up its pace as we go as we go along. I'm not buying it, but I'm not going to buy into this mental state stuff that kids that are flunking school all of a sudden, kids that are now having all these mental health issues where they didn't have before. And I said, I'm not downplaying mental health. I, I know that exists. I know some kids are isolated, and that's a problem. But I do also believe a lot of kids are just not mature enough to handle the situation, so they take advantage of it. So that that's, that's my take. I think I think that's kids. just real. Yeah. So, 
Go ahead, talk about I didn't hear you. Go ahead, say, say, say. Is that the parents' fault or is that the kids' fault? I think it's a combination. I it's think it's a parents' fault, fault, to be honest with you. It's, it's, but it's a combination of both. I think when you're 17 to 18 year old, you need to take some maturity yeah, yeah, yeah. and take some responsibility for yourself. But I also do parents need to set the tone and enforce your rules to make sure they do do what they're supposed to do. But, you know, I, I, I had a couple of caveats thrown at me. Some people saying, well, what about kids that have to go work to help provide for those families? Now they can't go to school because parents have been laid off. They got to get a job. They got to provide. Mm. I'm, 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 I feel bad, man. I, I really do because I know those are real life scenarios. But at the end of the day, there's got to be some type of line drawn. I mean, there's got to be some type of criteria that you set to say, hey, you know, what? unfortunately, you had to do that. But there's a sacrifice that you had to do that. You know, you, you I, I don't have the, I don't, me personally, I don't have the right answer where that balance is. But I believe, though, I think a lot of a lot of kids and a lot of parents want their kid to just play sports so damn bad, they don't give a rat's yeah, they who. Don't care. Yeah. They don't care about the risk of the danger of other people. Yeah. And 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 I, and I have a kid that's a senior, so my son, I want him to see him play. I really, I want to see him get yeah. out there and run track. I want to see him play football, but I don't want him. I don't want him, I don't want him to get sick, and I don't want him to get nobody else sick. Yeah, is is is, is, it, is it worth it? Right. I mean, because that could be the last thing that he does, and and you don't want that on anyone's conscious that yeah. you know he was out there with some kids from some school down the road yeah. and mm-hmm. you know, they coughing and doing so, i mean yeah it, it, yeah it's 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 a it well it's a and, but i know they got nobody some... go ahead I, i'm gonna say it's no, a situation no, that nobody no, has let... ever been into and and we're, we're all trying to figure it out as we go but yeah. you know they and, I, and they said they important. said and what they're also saying the protocol is the kid's gonna get have to get tested every week kid's gonna get tested every week i don't know how they're gonna afford that I don't. I, last time I checked, there was a shortage of test kits. Now all of a sudden, we have enough to test every high school kid that's playing a sport yeah. in the state of California yeah. every week. Make it plain, brother. Make it plain. I mean, I'm just like, okay, man. I mean, where's all this coming from? All of a sudden, so I, 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 I mean, I have my reservations, hmm. but I mean, I mean, also at the end of the day, I got to kind of figure out where the medium is. I mean, like I said, I can see yeah. it from both sides. I want my son to play, but then again, I don't want to get affected. I mean, I wanted, you know, I'm. I, I'm, t- I'm a hypocrite in this one, <laughs> right down the middle, straight hypocrite. Yeah, but, but, but I mean, you, you I'm just do being the right I'm thing that's right for you. Yeah. And I think that's that's yeah. that's the the statement right there. We each got to do the right thing for each of our families, and I completely agree with with, with both of you. But uh, let's get let, let's get focused. Let's get focused, and let's talk about some other things. Uh, I would love to continue to hear folks in the comments um, telling us their thoughts and their concerns. Uh, again, we we. We, we we gets a little warm under the collar sometimes, and this is the forum to have those conversations because we uh, want to share thoughts with you, and, and and without having these conversations, no one's going to grow and no one's going to get better. So, um, football, let's talk. Let's 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 lighten the load slightly, mm-hmm. slightly. Let and let's talk about your boy Dion Sanders, uh. Head coach, Jackson State, HBCU. Shouts out to the HBCU, y'all. Had his first game not too long ago. Uh, today. Pl- was it today? today? I don't even know when. Yeah, a few hours a day. Well, there you go. A couple hours ago, got dog. <laughs> uh, he played. They played Edward Waters. I have never heard of Edward Waters. NAI school. Small NAI school. NAI. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. Dion's coaching debut at Jackson State, they told Edward Waters up. Uh, 53 to nothing. Ooh, good Lord. That's, uh, I would have just walked off the field in, in the, uh, 
in the in the second. I, I wouldn't even came out after after halftime <laughs> if, if I was being spanked like that. Y- y- y'all tell me tell. So I, I bring that up and, and then kind of lightheartedly say that, but I want I want to talk the significance of that as well. Dion coming from a storied career in the NFL, being again shut down corner right. I mean just just a guy who folks look up to in terms of his abilities in terms of his capabilities and what he and his, his 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 knowledge of the game being able to see the field from from both sides he played it he played baseball football he played them all the fact that he went over and decided he wanted to be a head coach decided that he wanted to be the head coach of the hbcu uh and right out of the gate look every game is not going to be 53 to nothing but you know your thoughts on someone of that caliber coming out with uh with the w day one Start oh boy go ahead you, you got comment on that <laughs> okay so y'all not gonna like what i'm about to say Dude, not, i'm, I'm about to say some stuff too but go ahead it's not about that see you, and you know <laughs> Tony, from all my our other shows i'll throw these these zingers out there and know what i'm oh, trying I mean, to get from you, y'all i'm trying to get that, some reactions so. i'm not worried about the question i'm not worried about the question <laughs> the response is congratulations Dion. but and not trying to be funny, but Jackson State probably paid Edward Waters to come into the mm. so they can come beat up on them mm-hmm. and uh, make them look good on the first game. God, you talking about the underbelly now, boy. You you so, talking yeah, about the so, gray market. I'm not knocking Deion Sanders, but yeah. that's what all colleges do. They they to give their kids a boost of confidence, you know, and let them know, hey, well, you know, you're not as bad as you think you are. <laughs> You know, <laughs> they they send some team that you never heard of before. I'm knocking it because my very first game was against the Utah Utes, and we mm. were Cal State Fullerton, yeah. and we got drilled. And it was like, who was Cal State Fullerton? <laughs> like, when I said to people back in Lance, I'm going to Cal State Fullerton, they're like, Cal State who? They're like, what? Uh, wait a minute. They're like, who you with? <laughs> <laughs> right. So. So, I mean, I'm not knocking Dion I, because at the end of the day, the talent is there clearly. I saw the highlights on YouTube. I don't know if you saw the highlights on the screen or not. But uh, at the end of the day, it was a win, you know. But it's nice to see, you know, his support uh, from his colleagues that, you know, played in the NFL with him. Mm-hmm. It's nice to see that he has that support system. But when you do that against Alabama. Do that against Michigan State. Do that against mm. Boise State. Do that against UCLA. Probably not going to happen. Probably. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, now, don't get me wrong. He does have some studs over there because they all left the universities, their respective universities, come over there, and they can make it competitive. But do I think that, honestly, He's gonna crush the NI. He's in the NIA or what was? No, he's, a, he's in Division One Double A. He's no, Division yeah, he, One. He's in yeah, Swag, he I think. Yeah, Swag. He's Swag. One. So, so yeah. he's gonna crush. So he's gonna crush those those teams that are in Division One Double A. But do that against Division One Single A. That's not gonna happen. Yeah. You're not gonna do that against yeah. Alabama. You're not gonna. Do I, I don't. I, I, he's not gonna do that in all of Division One Double A. I'm gonna tell you that right now. <laughs> Uh, yeah. uh, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm, I'm happy for Dion. I think Dion has put off um, the most magical promotional tour ever for HBCU. Mm. He's made Jackson State now relevant in the conversation. When you when we used to just say Grambling, uh, uh, Southern, or you know Morehouse and all those, 
now Jackson State is in that conversation where they never were before because Dion has brought a whole essence to that to that to that school, right. which I, I'm, I'm right. applauding for him to do that. Now I do believe though, football wise, he's done some great things recruiting. He's going to have some good teams there, but the bottom line, he will be competitive in the HBCU conference. He's in with the SWAC, but he's going to have a hard time when he goes against the James Madisons of the world. Mm. He's not mm. beating North Dakota State. I don't care who he's got on his team. North Dakota State is the powerhouse of Division One. James Madison is number two. Now, will he be able to make the playoffs in Division One AA? Not this year, but I'm talking about going into next year when he has his son and another all those guys. I think he's got to get acclimated when he's going to start coaching those tough games. Deion's a great player. Is he a great head coach? That still remains to be seen. Yeah. Um, that still remains to be seen because at the end of the day, the X and O's is going to have to come into play. Are you going to have the right personnel? And is he going to be able to comp- continually to be able to keep getting that personnel? Because let's be honest, guys, in this four years, if some of those guys don't go pro, he will start losing that lackluster of guys transferring there and going there. Yeah, dra- draft picks are going to be a big thing, right? And, uh, you know, yeah. And I, I, don't, I wouldn't say just draft, just guys getting the opportunity to go play in the league and all those things. I know he's he's really fighting for um, them to be able to go to big bowls, you know, being in that conference and stuff, I think that's going to be real hard. That's going to be an upward fight because Division One AA has a playoff system. Big schools, yeah. the other schools, single A has bowl a bowl system, and then they have the the four game playoff system. I don't know where he's. Does he going to opt out of playoffs and try to go play in a big bowl to play against somebody bigger, or what is he going to do? And also, when is Dion's schedule going to start taking on, like you said, the bigger competition real to show that he cool. can coach and then he can play, just like he paid Edward State or Edward Waters to come play. Somebody's gonna play Jackson State. That they they are gonna whoop on him and bring him on over and smack him around a little bit and put him there. But I, I like I like I like that he's really engulfing the guys that used to be in the NFL. They're mm-hmm. supporting him a lot. Um, that just shows how how strong of a how strong yeah, of his your character boy, uh, is. Troy Aikman was player. at the game, I guess. So I yeah, sure he came to the game. Folks, so I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, well, Troy Aikman ain't been to Jackson, uh, Mississippi, probably he, ever. He, he, you know, he never been to Jackson, Mississippi. They got Mississippi Valley State next Saturday. They got. Grambling State, March 6th. Yep. So I'm going to be watching now, that And now we're going to see. And then I think after that, let's see. You got Alabama State, March 20th. Prairie View, the 28th. Southern, April 3rd. Alabama A&M, April 10th. And Alcorn State, April 17th. So Southern, Al- yeah. Southern Alcorn State will be his two big ones. That'll be Those are going to be the tough ones right there. Uh, Alcorn State and Southern. Yeah, but those will be the two. I, those are gonna be the I two think, tough ones. I think Grambling will give him a little bit of run for his money as well. Grambling might, might. They're usually up and down. I'm not quite sure. I've been seeing their stat, their, their, their squad. Yeah, I'm gonna be taking right, that so one out for I, sure. All right. Well, I, I don't okay. know. I, I think now to, to answer your question, Montel, I think that yes. he will. He will be able to get his guys some looks because he knows those those recruits. Mm. He knows those scouts. Mm. And mm-hmm. everything's all about relationships. You know that. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's true. That's absolutely true. Yeah. You had Troy Aikman at the game today. You telling me that you know he didn't pick up the phone? Yeah, and... Troy don't just show up for everybody's yeah, game. You know, I mean, yeah. Now, his kids are going to get looks. I mean, yeah. yeah. Now you got to come from Alcorn State, Southern, Alabama State, Mississippi Valley, Alabama A and M, Prairie View, and uh, Grambling. They're gonna have their studs are gonna have to come in and show something because those scouts are gonna come just to support Dion. And then as a yeah. scout, as a scout, you're gonna say, that's how I got recruited. The scout mm-hmm. came from high school to recruit another kid from the rival high school. I just so happened to be suspended from school. 
but I was clapping and cheering for my teammate that the 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 scout or mm-hmm. the you know the the coach was like who's the big kid underneath the rim and it was like good kid good attitude just got caught up at the wrong time at the wrong got caught up at the wrong place at the wrong time man never saw me play offered me a division one scholarship so mm-hmm. if that happened to me I got a yeah. division yeah. one basketball scholarship yeah. he never saw me play he was there to see another kid on the other team no. so mm-hmm. those other teams they got to come with it when they play against yeah. Deion's team. And say, all right, well, this is my shot to make it into the NFL. I need to get, you know, mm-hmm. 12 tackles. I need to yep. get, you know, yeah. six catches. And I got to do something phenomenal. You know, I got to, you know, I got to be able to kick that ball, you know, 45 yards or show that I can kick a 60-yard field goal. Because mm-hmm. you weren't on the radar before. Now yeah, I and I agree with you. Yeah, I agree with you. He's going to put some shine. He put some shine on some HBCUs in that conference now. Because he is Deion, and I, like I said, he's yeah. done. He's pulled off the, he's pulled off what people. I mean, he's pulled off the amazing promotional tour the ever, ever in college sports, in my opinion. And, Brother's and, done a great job. I, I see him doing this for three years, and I think after the third year, I yeah, think he's I yeah, he's not. I don't, I don't see him as well for for a long period of time. And, and what Montel, what you were just saying, that was really the aspect that I wanted to focus on. Right, he, he he's. <laughs> He's turning kind of the spotlight for for a minute onto the HBCUs. We're, we're getting front page news. We're getting on ESPN, not just ESPN two and three, right? But we're we're mm-hmm. getting an HBCU conversation happening on on mainstream media, which which I is nothing else on TV. Come on, oh, now, I let's know be ain't nothing on TV. God, why <laughs> I mean, I'm not brother? Ain't nothing on TV, man. Jackson State because I respect Jackson State, but there's nothing else on TV because right now it would it yet if the game was two hours ago or four hours ago today or if it was on Saturday that would be college basketball and you know it ain't nothing Tiger Woods not even playing he got his golf tournament that he that he paying for that he got his name he not even playing that he not he said he's not coming back until maybe next year God ain't nothing on TV so I mean so this is this is a perfect opportunity for him to shine this is Mm -hmm. a perfect opportunity for those kids to get it you know the for other people, because I was looking at the quarterback, I was looking at the guy who yeah. you know hit on, on right before halftime, and it was like, who is this guy? Mm-hmm. Maybe I might want to look into Jackson State a little bit more. I was looking mm-hmm. at the highlights, so now mm-hmm. I may want to catch their next game that they have mm-hmm. on TV. But, but that's all because of Dion. I would have never yep. checked out uh, an HBCU game. So, and mm-hmm. I get it that these NBA players, these NFL players. They're giving these HBCUs their just credit because, I mean, HBCUs without them, I mean, there's such a rich history with HBCUs. Right. But how many NFL and how many NBA players have made it to the, you know, made it to the big game or, or, or to the big, you know, to the next level coming from HBCU? So for the fact that Chris Paul is throwing shine. Yeah. But to mm-hmm. go back to the NBA real quick, they're giving what two point three million dollars mm-hmm. for all star money. A portion of the proceeds are gonna go to uh, COVID <laughs> and the NBA. That's two point three million. Two point three million is a rookie salary. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just call it what it is. So mm-hmm. you get so that. That's great. It's awesome that you're doing it. But I mean, like you said, at what expense? Yep. Oof, I, I love that. I love that. Let me go on to the next topic here. Um, I love that answer. That's that's again. That's 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 pretty relevant in terms of what you talked about. Had a little tennis action. We had the Australian Open just happened. 
a couple of decent matches. I couldn't watch them all because they were on Australia time, and and you know that's like three in the morning. I'm, I'm I can't. Only one mattered, time. man. Only one mattered. Serena and Osaka was the only yeah. one that mattered. So 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 old boy uh, Djokovic came back. I'll, I'll just say that he got his. He he won, so he won his nine time. He's a nine time champion. So shouts out to him for for having kind of a comeback. Uh, tournament event because he had some issues last time where he hit the ball and he knocked the line judge down. So that, that was a problem for him and he got disqualified. But yes, Naomi Osaka and Serena Williams. Oh my gosh, Naomi beat Serena and then ended up winning the whole thing on the women's side. So shouts out to Naomi Osaka. Y'all tell me, tell me what, what you think about that. Uh, Young, young, youngster going out there and, and making her place in the tennis world. The next Venus, the next Serena, the next uh, uh, Billie Jean, all, all that. Huh? I, I, 23 I mean, years person, old. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I'm, I'm excited that the guard's been passed, man. I mean, I, yeah. think, I think that's the passion of the guard. Obviously, Naomi's really, really talented. I think she's going to win a whole bunch of, of, uh, of tournaments and all that good stuff. Yeah. And I'm glad to see it in tennis, you know, in on the female side of tennis. And she's, you know, she's taking the reins. We still got relevance in the sport over exactly. there and her name being mentioned. Um, unlike golf, we haven't had another African-American to pass the torch down from Tiger Woods True. as of yet. True. As a member of somebody on that main stage, we do at least have a women's tennis. We have to pass that torch down to Naomi. And I think she's carrying it well, man. I think she's going to be. She carries herself well. Yeah. She she's, got a lot of swag, know, she, too. She got a lot she, of swag. Yeah, yeah. She she really. Yeah, she represents herself very, very well, man. She's just a dope tennis player, man. I think is, is you know, like we were saying, you know, the goat is is just getting is getting passed down, man. Just passing it, passing the torch down to somebody. And I hope Serena's there for. Her. I hope Serena is going. to – I mean, it seems like she's mentoring her yeah. and going to guide her through guide, guide her through the ups and downs, man. So I'm excited, man. I'm glad we're going to be like I said. We have some more relevance, yeah, um, in the but, sport. But, but you know, Serena, not uh, she. She a little salty though, right? She, she yeah, not, yeah, I mean, <laughs> she's not trying to just you know tap out. <laughs> She 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 wanted to win. And, yeah, and she, yeah. she gonna be back she, and she gonna be mad now next next year. Oh, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be good to watch. But yeah, I'm I agree with that. Tall boy, you watch any of that or you, you catch any of the highlights of uh the little tennis the highlights action? While Montel was over there doing well, while he was giving his inputs, I would mm. say. Um, <laughs> um He was multitasking. Yeah, I mean you got to. Mm. If you're asking me a question, I gotta be ready, right? You don't, um, I told you, you don't know where it's coming by. I'll throw, I'll throw these curveballs. So I don't really follow tennis, but yeah. I will say this. You know, does it sound like it's changing of the guard? Maybe. I know this. Serena's from Flint or Saginaw, Michigan. And I remember when I was growing up, we saw those videos of her dad, you know, giving Venus and Serena tough love when it came mm-hmm. to winning you know, or when it came to losing or whatever the case may be. Yeah. And now that she's becoming an adult, the good thing about tennis, you can play this sport forever. You know, yeah. it's not like basketball where you got three to five year lifespan. Yeah. NFL mm-hmm. two to four year lifespan. You can play this sport forever. Yeah. Same with golf. Do we need more African-Americans in all of these sports? Yes. We already know and you know that you give a kid a basketball, you give them a football in the neighborhood. You don't give them a tennis racket. Yeah. You don't give them a golf club. Yeah. You don't give mm-hmm. them a baseball. We, we know that. Mm-hmm. So the fact that this young lady is from Japan, they've groomed her to be where she is. Um, I hate that they're pitting two African-Americans against each other as far as passing the torch because it's like it's enough for all of us. 
Mm-hmm. It's like a rapper. It's like there can only be one at the top. No, it, it, it can be more. Why are you saying I'm happy that Serena lost and this new person is here? Give, give this young lady her flowers because, yes, she did beat, you know, a, a goat or she did beat, you know, someone that has been a multiple-year, multiple-time champion. But why can they not all be celebrated? It's like we're pitting Serena against the the, the future. No, give give them their shine. In my in my humble opinion, you know, mm-hmm. like I said, I don't mm-hmm. follow sports, so I, I I don't know. But everyone always says it's only there can only be one. Why does it only have to be one? Why can't it be? I, I get it. We don't remember number two. I get it. You know, no one remembers who the vice president is. I get it. Nobody remembers, you know, who's in second place. I mean, am now I right? Do, I mean, we, we do right no, no, now. no, no. But that's that's true, though. No. So, so to me, I, when I look at this, it's like you're saying, Serena, you're done. No, she's not, because you know good and well she's going to come back with that yeah, vengeance. Be like Dane too. just said. And when yeah. she comes back, that Nike is going to eat up on the advertising <laughs> and they're going and they, and, and, and they to kill it. Like I said, it's an off year. Most people are saying, I'm not even going to play this year. She has, she's doing it. You know, she just, yeah, I think she just had a baby. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, come on, man. Like, yeah, y'all, y'all putting all this pressure on Serena and it's like, come on, man. I need to see more of the tennis skirts and, you know, the little, you know, she getting fine for her outfit. Y'all trying to run the lady out off the court, man. I mean, off, off the tennis court. Come on, man. I need to see more of this. Like, stop. Like, stop being haters. Like, like, come on, man. Y'all, so why are y'all trying to run this beautiful woman off the saying, is this it for you? No. She just, maybe she was dealing with an injury and we didn't know. I mean, who knows? But she, oh, I mean, yeah. the way she was raised, it was like, Losing is not an option for her. And when you think about her dad, think about all yeah. those. Oh, no, yeah. You, yeah. You know, when you think about her dad and all those videos and the way he was the Joe Jackson. He was yeah. the Joe yeah. Jackson. Yeah. Of, mm-hmm. So this ain't the end of oh, Serena. No. Oh, this no. ain't the end of Venus. But I do think that we do need to have more African-Americans in the sport. And my thing is nobody at the top really wants really show change the guard over you, you if you could be the king if you could be the champion forever you ain't trying to give up your crown you're you, you not gonna do that come on let's be honest you're gonna have to come take it right you, 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 you have to cry it for my hands ain't nobody really coming in here to give you no pointers and tips and stuff like that yeah. we heard kobe and jordan and they said jordan, uh, kobe would call all the time but jordan wasn't really giving out all the yeah. The, the moves the way he said he did, you know, like <laughs> LeBron ain't really te- calling KD or calling the uh, uh, Lamelo up and saying, "Hey, let you could do it like this or do it like." No, nah, I mean we're on the same team, but no, uh, nah, come on, man, this is not the end of Serena. No, no, and I hope you. I'm, 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 I'm agree with you, man. You're right. I think, uh, and what I mean by that, I just think Naomi's been is the young up and coming star. Serena's Serena's the person that's been there, and Naomi Naomi's hot right now. She's just yeah. hot. She's hot right now, and I wish right. they both stay. Cause I mean, I, I want Serena to be around. I mean, I love 
I don't even watch tennis unless it's usually her playing. <laughs> that, so let's be let's be right. Just, we don't watch. I'm gonna just keep it real. I don't watch unless Tiger. So so unless she's playing, I'm not gonna catch it. So I don't want to see her go. But I believe I believe she's entered in the stage in her life though. At least from what I've seen, what they show on TV is like she's in the motherhood. She just had her child. Yeah. She's more become more of a family person. So they always say she's leaning towards retirement or possibly retirement. So that's what I mean by changing the guard. If if, if there is a change in the guard, otherwise. Them sisters, man, I hope they play forever. Keep oh, yeah. keep being queens out there, man. I'm, I'm with it. So I, I got I got to throw these couple of comments up there because, uh, Tavo, you said something about the VP. And uh, this one in particular, like I said, we're going we gonna to remember the one we got right now. Um, <laughs> well, the one we got right now is is going to go is uh, definitely going to be etched. Montel, where your wife at, man? Why is she not in these comments, brother? Oh, man, well, why is she not she, in these comments? She down there with the kids, man. Yeah. <laughs> she needs to be in these she, comments, yeah. hey, man. I'm charging you to get your wife in these comments. So Tammy is, she, she got a couple more here. I'm, right I'm saving them for specific times to to break them break them in, but uh, we'll, we'll see. Talk to me, talk to me, Monte. What you got, brother? I, we gone through a, a lot of subjects, and we I wanted to do I that spotlight on, on Naomi. Hold, hold, hold on, guess. You know, I, I'll, I'll come to you in a second, brother. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sorry. You know, stay late. Stay late. Yeah, stay late. I like that concept you had about doing the spotlight a couple of weeks ago and i think we did that justice today talking about naomi osaka and then you know her role her uh charge right with maybe maybe being that 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 next one but uh you know she's still second fiddle to the, the williams sisters and and she's um you know the grasshopper and the sensei which is all good but we got some great representation so really really shouts out and proud of her for doing what she's doing and continue to do it and and again like i said 23 years old she's got 60 more years to play. Um, tall boy, you said you had something you wanted to talk about. What you got? Talk about Draymond Green. Oh. Why are you going to mess with oh, Paul Draymond Green? Go ahead, man. Go on. Go what you go, sir. <laughs> so, so I would love to get your thoughts on And Draymond, I don't know if you can pull up his rant that he had the other day at the press conference saying about being professional as an athlete. Um, saying it's not fair to have a guy that up for the game five minutes before the game, but he's in warm-ups, and then five minutes before the game, he's told that he has to suit up because there's a potential trade, and now he has to remain professional. Um, <laughs> uh, he, he, that, that he has to remain professional, but yet you get on Kyrie for saying he needs some mental health uh, or he, something's wrong with him. And he had a rant. Um, I think this is a two-part question. Do you think he should have been fined? Yeah. Or do you think he will get fined for his comments? And then the second part of the question that I have is, is he right about being why? Why is it that players have to always remain professional? But when is it the team's responsibility to say, hey, we got this one wrong? You know, it's like, say James Harden said he wanted to leave. Yeah. And when he said he wanted to leave, they said he was a cancer to the team and he was this and he was that. He already knew the BS that was going on and James Harden said he was out and he was going to be in the clubs. He was going to bring mm -hmm. COVID back. He was going to do whatever it took for him yeah. to get up out of there. But they dogged James Harden out, shall we say, mm -hmm. until he got up out of there. 
But I mean, what do you say to Draymond's comment? You want to go, James? Or you want me to go? I'll touch on it real quick, and then I'll I'll I'll, I'll, I'll let you go. But uh, okay. it, it was really interesting to hear what Draymond said, and later that night to hear LeBron kind of restate almost the same. It it, it kind of goes to where we, we we started this whole conversation night, right? All these professional sports is all about it's all business. It's it's all about the dollars and cents, right? Um, Draymond pretty much said, man, it's it's crazy to think that I as an athlete can go out there and play when I know that you were trying to get rid of me. I mean, I need to have some stake in the in the in the game. I need to have. Um, Tammy says I'm breaking up. Is that am I am I having some audio? Oh, you good. You good. Okay. You good okay. on this show. I'm I'm streaming at 4K. I, I, hopefully, I'm coming through all right. Maybe <laughs> maybe I need to maybe I need to downcycle a little bit and, and go go back down to 1080 or something. Okay. Um, yeah, it, it, it's a, it's an interesting perspective from from I think the the athlete perspective versus the owners of the. <laughs> okay, got that. You can hear that. Okay, I'm I'm gonna kill that dog. Uh, I'm gonna kill that dog. Um, I I don't lost my whole train of thought. Uh, let me let me go and interject then. Cause, so because I'm gonna go kill that dog. <laughs> I mean, let's let's first of all, there's an employee and there's an employer. Um, and Draymond is an employee, and even though his statements are, I think, are correct that the teams do hold them hostage and everything like that. You are still under under contract and you're getting paid millions of dollars to entertain. Now, um, I think he needs to frame. I think he needs to be, I don't know about you letting out the team's laundry and all that stuff. Is that the right way? Should he be fined or anything like that? But I do believe he's walking a fine line in telling the business of what's going on. I do believe now the NBA has listened somewhat because they are being transparent and not allowing players to play when they're going to trade them. Just like uh, Blake Griffin, and uh, the, the dude um, that's in Cleveland, the center at Cleveland, they set them down and told them, you guys are sitting down until we can figure out a home for you or we buy out your contract. So they are, they're not playing them and they're not doing them like they did Harrison Barnes years ago where he just got finished playing and as soon as they, they tap him on the shoulder and says, you've been traded. They're not doing that anymore. They're, they're, they're finding ways to be able to do it. But I mean, when you're, I, I think if you're an employee and you're under contract and you want to be out of there, I think there's certain ways to handle it. Um, and, and, and in James Harden's case, you can't be nice because if he played nice, he would still be in Houston right now where he didn't want to be. I don't know the right answer to boy. Like, how does he get out of that contract? But I know his, his antics and stuff, stuff like that were, were not fitting. I think of how he is, but like you said, he had to figure out a way to get out of there. He didn't want to be there no more. He didn't want, he didn't like what the front office was doing. He wanted to make force their hand to make a trade and they and they weren't doing it. So I don't have the answer, but I do know. What Draymond is saying is that some of the things he's saying, some, I think some things are left behind closed doors, man. You don't air out your, your locker room laundry. You know, you don't tell the hotels of what's going on with your team and how to how to get out of it. Not on the public platform. If he did that within the players union and with this, within the NBA guys and he was speaking all that, that's something different. But to air it out on ESPN and all these, all these outlets, I don't know if that's the right way. I'm not saying it's wrong. I just don't know if that's the right yeah. way. I'm not quite sure if that's the right way to approach it. And I would say that, you know, I was what I was going to say before the, the damn dog got in the way. I mean, th- those are the kind of things, right? I mean, yeah, that's how you feel, but think about what you feel before you say it, especially when you got all these cameras and microphones in front of you, right? I mean, yeah, those are those private team meetings that I think you you need you need to have where you where you get 
where you get the fellow players together. You, you don't say that when you're on Fox. You don't say that when you're, <laughs> when you're on ESPN and you got everyone that can construe it a certain way. Yeah, the whole professional sports is a business, and there, there are certain rules, right? There, there, there are just certain types of things that happen, right? And, and when the owner says or, or when the GM says, you know what, it's time for you to – be, be ready for a trade or we're going to be looking to, to go in another direction that happens in another office, right? You, you need to keep a lot of those statements, a lot of those conversations amongst the folks that really matter and the folks that really can make a change and make a difference saying that to us, the fans on the outside, I really don't think that it, 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 it did as much value as opposed to again talking to your your peers and your colleagues again, because it, all it does is bring up speculation for me, in in, in my mind, right? Again, I, I can't help Draymond, right? I can't help James Harden, but having those conversations around the folks that actually can interject change, that, that actually can make a difference, that's where those conversations. We don't need to know all your business. We we, we just don't. We uh, and I, I really don't think that fans need to know everyone's business all the time. I'm talking about you, you holler, brother. This is where You're I talking about. <laughs> Okay. Because I, as, as a former athlete, yes, you sign. Yes, you sign the contract. Yes, mm-hmm. you signed. Was happy that day when you know you got to think. Most of these athletes, they come from lower income neighborhoods. Didn't have the money. Went to college for one, two, three years. Nowadays, lucky if you went four years. Go to the NBA. Go to the NFL. Get that contract. It's a whole different level. No one talks about the players' contract. I mean, no one talks about the owners, how much they make. They always talk about what the players make. So at some point, when you get a little bit of money, you start to feel yourself. You know, you're on top. You start to feel good. You know, you smell good. You look good. You're going to do good. Draymond has already said that whatever his contract, maybe you Google it real quick, James. Or Montel, he's already said he already got a certain amount of money set aside for his fine that he's gonna get because he's gonna speak his mind. He don't care how much money you pay me, I'm gonna tell you what it is. I respect that because at the end of the day, it's like even though you're saying the fans have nothing to do with the issues you have with your boss, at some point when a player is unhappy or you're telling a player to stay or remain professional. It's hard for that player to remain professional when you ain't doing right as as, as an organization. And we all know that it's great to say you work for the Charlotte Hornets or the Atlanta Hawks or the Sacramento Kings, but the ones that are on the inside, those are boo-boo organizations compared to way or the New York Knicks as opposed to the way organizations are ran uh, with L.A., Golden State, or uh, Miami, you know? So at the end of the day, I mean, I get it, you know, but sometimes it's like, what do you do? You want me to be professional, but you don't want me to act like James Harden. You don't want me to say I'm sitting out and I'm not playing. What, do you, what, what else am I supposed to do? Because remember, this is why LeBron started this and said, put the contract in my hands to where I can determine where I want to play. Whereas back in the eighties and the early nineties, what was it? The players, you were lucky to be with your team forever. But you, you were I lucky. got a question on that. 
Oh, go go to go go finish your comments. No, 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 go no. Ahead. So my go, go my ahead. my question is so, but I mean, again, you are under contract. You are the you are the employee, and regardless if you're disgruntled or you're unhappy, I'm still cutting you a salary. So you you should have an obligation to me because I'm cutting you a salary. I'm giving you money, and I'm not only giving you a little bit of money. I'm giving you millions and millions of dollars. With LeBron, he's always left at the end of his contracts. He's never he's never forced himself to be traded. He's never tr tried to to do that. And like you said, with Draymond, I speak your mind. I, I get where you're coming from, but I believe you can't. You, you're walking the fine line by le le leaking all that information out to the public to try to gain, I don't know, to gain momentum or gain whatever, to gain sympathy. I'm not sure where Draymond's from because he's not in the position. He's not getting traded. He doesn't want to get traded. You're speaking for somebody, for another man. Mm -hmm. That's another thing. Can, Why are you, you speaking play, for another man? That, can you play that clip right there? I don't know if you can play it or not. Yeah, let me know if you can hear it. To watch Andre Drummond before the game uh, sit on the sideline, then go to the back, and then come out in street clothes because a team is going to trade him is bull****. Because when James Harden asked for a trade and no one's going to fight back that James was dogging it his last days in Houston. But he was castrated for one to go to a different team and everybody destroyed that man. And yet a team can come out and say, oh, we want to trade a guy. And then that guy is to go sit. And if he doesn't stay professional, then he's a cancer and he's not good in someone's locker room. And he's the issue because as a player, you're the worst person in the world when you want a different situation. But a, but a team can say they're trading you and that man is to stay in shape. He is to stay professional, and if not, his career is on the line. At some point, this league has to protect the players from embarrassment like that. Anthony Davis got fined, I think, $100,000 or something like that for demanding a trade publicly. But you can say Andre Drummond's getting traded publicly, and we're looking to trade him publicly, and he's to stay professional and just deal with it. But then when Kyrie Irving say, oh, my mental health is off, Everybody go crazy about that, too. Do you not think that affects someone mentally? At some point, the players must be respected in these situations, and it's ridiculous, and I'm sick of seeing it. Y'all have a great night. I'll see y'all tomorrow or Wednesday. The one part he ain't saying, Andre Drummond is still getting paid sitting on the bench. Still getting paid. He's still getting the check. That okay, paycheck is going every Tuesday, tall boy. It goes every Tuesday. It's getting deposited into his account, whether he's playing <laughs> or whether he's sitting on the bench. Whether they, they they're gonna pay him until he gets traded, or they or they buy him out. Yeah, that that part is the the difference that he's not he's not he didn't express. They are still collecting but a million dollars but, check. But as, a, but as a player, you, it, yes, you're getting paid, but you love this game, and so from a player's mm -hmm. perspective, take it take. I get it. It's a business. Don't get me wrong. I do understand mm -hmm. that. But when I put my blood, sweat, and tears, you're telling me I can't play a game because now his money is now affected if he does not keep up certain stats. He's trying to make an all-star team to where he can get his bonus. Mm, yeah, to, I see that so, part, so, yeah. So now you're telling him he can't do certain things, and now he's losing out on potential money, but he has to stay professional. I mean, whereas with 
James Harden or Kyrie who says mental health or I don't want to be here no more. I have to, I'm castrated, you know, and I'll speak, you know, to a situation that I had overseas. I signed the contract. I did. But when they put in the newspaper how much all the players were making, and we found out we were the two lowest player, two lowest paid players, we were upset mm. because mm. we was out there bossing these cats up, you know. <laughs> we, 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 we was killing them. And it was like, hold up, I'm making this, you making that, and they making double, triple, and quadruple of what we're making? Wow. Oh, no, 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 no. As a player. Yeah. We had some something got to change. But not trying to be disrespectful or funny, we signed the contract. So mm. we have to be respectful to that. But as a player, it's like, hey, I'm over here doing numbers. And they not my my other colleagues that are Americans are not doing this. That's a problem for me as an American. And if you say yeah. I don't want to I show up to the get to the gym and then you say, Oh, you're not playing well or you're not playing to our potential, we're gonna cut you. Now, or we're going to trade you or whatever the case may be. How do you think that makes that player feel? I understand it's a business and yeah, you're getting your money, but that's not what the player came. Yeah, he came to get paid, but he came mm-hmm. to play first. Yeah, I, I, I can I can see. I mean, the voice of you frustration, I, I would agree. Yeah, there's got to be a better, way, a better way. Yeah. way to protect yeah. You got to find yeah. a way to protect that, to protect the player as well. Because like I said, it's easy for you to point the finger as the team saying, you're not getting it, or you're it's not you're not cutting it out for the team. You as the player, you're not making it making it happen for us. But let's look at the Sacramento Kings. Shaq made a comment the other day on TNT, mm-hmm. and it's like, dude, you're a part owner of that team. At what point does it become management's fault? Because yep, you, I agree. Got 11, you yep. got eleven number one. I mean, eleven draft picks. You got draft players, and you haven't been able to turn that around in 11 years? Come on now. At what point do you point the finger at the team and say it's the organization? So when I say the Atlanta Hawks, I say the Charlotte Hornets, and I say the Sacramento Kings are boo-boo, from a business standpoint, all y'all see as the fan is it's the NBA. But it's a business, but you're not taking care of these players. Look at the New Orleans Hornets. Why Why did Anthony Davis want to leave? Anthony Davis wanted to leave is because he had an injury. He wasn't playing or he wasn't where it needed to be. And the same uh, medical staff that is of the New Orleans uh, Horn, uh, New Orleans Pelicans is the same staff of the New Orleans Saints. So you got a football training staff <laughs> over here taking care of me as, as on a basketball. Basketball and football are two different things. I got to get up out of here. Yeah, I feel you on that now, one. But see, this is the part that no one wants to talk about from the business standpoint. So you are a professional sports team, and you're telling me you're too cheap to go out and go get a professional. There's no qualified. There's none. No qualified medical staff. You better go get Queen Latifah from Just Right and come out (laughs) here and uh, be the medical staff or something. So, I mean, at no. what point did you say from a player standpoint, you got to do a better job of protecting these players? That, but but can that but a, Tall Boy, can that be can that be done in the um could that be done on the players association? 
could they have those discussions with the with the players organization and and be address those things with those teams instead of airing out the dirt? I don't. I'm. I'm. I'm just asking. I'm not asking. I'm not. I'm not sure. You got to remember that the collective bargaining agreement isn't up until a couple of years. They're not going to have mm. another strike mm-hmm. anytime soon, you know, mm-hmm. so they're going to pretty, I'm pretty much sure that I'm pretty sure they're going to iron out whatever those differences are, but you can't tell an organization, you know, how they're supposed to do things. Remember back in the day, the Clippers were flying coach where everybody else was over there flying mm-hmm. first class <laughs> and had their own plane. You know, so it's like, yeah, you got to get in a Southwest airline uh, or uh, <laughs> uh, Spirit airline and you flying with the regular folks as opposed to flying, you know, uh, private like the Lakers, mm-hmm. you know, or mm-hmm. like, you know, the Chicago Bulls. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. So, I mean, so, I mean, these are things that they don't talk about. All you say is you're in the NBA. You're supposed to do it. So Tammy keeps saying, oh, well, look at your job. You know, your job is great, but look at the previous job that you had, you know, not trying to be funny and air out the dirty laundry, but the previous job was pretty crappy, you know? And it's like, now that you see, okay, well, I'm no longer with, uh, 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 what was it that you work for, James? You with Google, now you're no longer with iPhone or Apple, right. and now you're over here working with Dell, right. you know, it's like, I'm over here with Dell for a reason, you know, yeah. like, Yep, they yep. taking good care of me, you know. Yeah, so they made an offer that my wife couldn't refuse. That, that's the story. That <laughs> right. right. So I'm gonna take yeah. my talents over here. You, you get what I'm saying? So, yes, uh, so as a player, all I'm saying is the players want to play. You're asking them to be professional, and it's like, at what point are you gonna say, team, mm-hmm. you have to accept some form of responsibility in this as well? That, that's I, all. I agree. I agree. I agree with that 100. I think both both parties need to accept some responsibility on on each side. And and, and to your point with your original question, Draymond was speaking the truth. He was telling the yeah. truth. It ain't he wasn't lying. He's telling the 100 truth. He, he's always in in some type of uh, hot water got issue. Like I thought. Yeah. So I forgot that you would. You were talking about that situation, but I, I was actually looking at the fact that he got ejected tonight, right? So I, I thought you wanted to talk about that, and Coach Kerr was like, "Mitch Draymond, you need, you need to, you need to slow your roll, brother." So you know, again, he he's always been that very passionate player. Lo- love the passion, but yeah, he's brother, falling into the line of Rasheed Rollins and Dennis Rodman. He's mm-hmm. falling into that wow. line, and he's and he's, ar- and he's, yes, start- and he's yeah. starting to get labeled. But the thing is, Draymond has already Sean told Kim. you. <laughs> it, no, not Sean Kemp. Sean Kemp wasn't getting technical uh, and, and getting ejected. It was really more Rasheed Wallace and Dennis Rodman. And once you get that label, yeah. but they always tell you, don't get that label on you. And once you get that label, it's kind of hard to turn yeah. that label around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he's already got it. He's already said, uh, whatever my salary is, 20% or 30% of my salary is going to go to technical files and and you know, paying these fines yep. that because I'm going to speak my mind. He did say and that. Unfortunately, yep. the Andre Drummond, the James Harden, and the Kyrie Irvins, they're not going to say anything. They don't care. Mm-hmm. They're not going to lose their money. Yeah. And they make a significant amount of money. But to Draymond, is I'm going to tell you how I feel, and I don't care. Yep. Yep. Hey, hey, if we didn't have the Draymonds of the world, we wouldn't have nothing to talk about here on Sunday night. So we 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 appreciate that. <laughs> Tallboy, we appreciate you too, brother, coming coming through last minute, oh, right? Having the, the chance to to fellowship with you, break a little bread verbally, and, and have these conversations. Um, 
you brought a different dimension to the conversation for sure. I'm I'm, I'm gonna leave it to I'm gonna put my tail on the spot. I'm gonna say you know if he invites you back uh, because you know um, <laughs> I, I I do like the I do like the back and forth that we have right and just just having different perspectives and I think it's even better for the listeners and the viewers right just to hear a, a whole bunch of different perspectives and let them chime in as well. So we appreciate. Uh, the folks that commented as well, because because again the topics that we talked about, some of them weren't that easy, right? We 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 really were trying to kind of push some buttons and 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 have a a, a more a, a more in depth discussion again, not just about sports scores and 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 the high level stuff, but you know what it really matters to society and especially kind of focusing since it's February, let's focus on Black history and 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 the. Uh, african-american uh contribution to sport brother allen i'm gonna let you shut it down brother you you, you tell us what, what what you got you you good for this week you think we did our, oh did our thing? yeah man we did our thing i think Tallboy brought it like you said a different lens you know to our views uh what's going on different perspective um and i love it i love it because the, the way he sees things is completely different than the way mm-hmm. me and you see things and he's showing shedding some different light to make us open our eyes, which I always appreciate. You know, that's the one thing for us to grow is to have these interesting conversations and be able to share our views and, and kind of grow from it and see how another person another person sees it so we can count either counter it or agree with it. Yep, yep. Well, I see it. So, man, I appreciate it, brother tall boy, man. You calling away from GA, too, as late as it is. God. You you know, you, you out here, you know, serving, serving these fans is good. And like I said, man, I, I want you to keep fighting the good fight, man. And I, I love to have you back anytime, every day of the week. Uh, to have you know, definitely get like I said, your perspective. Have the your, your better half always chiming in. I like Watch that. Now. She's Watch giving you, she's now. giving you a hard time. <laughs> she's giving you a hard time, but I mean, sports, but I always got something to say. <laughs> talk, but uh, but I appreciate it, man. Tell, tell the folks where good. you at, how they can keep in touch with you. I know you got some social channels, but uh, go ahead and give give them shouts out, brother. Oh, everything. I am tall boy. Um, just Google, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. I am tall boy. Um, I'm not really on Twitter, but it's Tallboy, D-O-T-U-S, Tallboy.us. But just Google, I am Tallboy, all one word. You'll see me. You'll see the logo. I don't have it on the screen, but um, we'll fix that just look for time. the logo. We'll yeah, the, the stick figure, and uh, you'll, you'll find me. Awesome. Appreciate y'all. Everyone be good. Take care of yourself, and we will see you next week. We out.